he's on a not a walkabout. He's on a runabout. A jogabout. Nice, Mike. He's heading towards the ladies. The ladies. No, he's not. They're they're in the town, far away. Um, she's picking up the com V. Right. Whatever. She's playing through. Playing through. <laughs> the cricketia. Okay, there's our glitches from the video. Did you cool. see it? Yeah. yeah. She's really concerned that Mike is missing. Now, you. you're right. It's science guy. He knows that the uh, um, crown is nearby, the power supply. He starts to drive, and then he catches the girls, and he goes, whoa, and turns around. <laughs> It's only like seven people in this area. Yeah, it's real Wild West in a way without the killing. Right. Yeah, there hasn't been much killing in this movie other than the knife play. Yeah, and he didn't die. No. Crack a crack a crack a crack a. That, that's it, the helmet. Crack -a, crack -a, crack -a. So they found him, and now it's trying to. Uh, you know, like he found the blokes who are poisoning the sheep, and the guy was wearing spurs. And uh, I gotta find Cheryl before the bow tie guy does. She's like, he's like pouring out the plot. You know, the next steps for Act Three uh, to those two. Now watch, he finds the crown and bonk. The he hits her with what the the Richter beeper. Oh, wow, you really not. Yeah, I just always thought of it as some blunt object. Yeah, like his spare billy club. Like you yeah, have your, right, your, right, your right. blackjack. Yeah, your blackjack. Right, exactly. Yeah. Good for bonking guys on the head. Okay, so this thing is in his place. So the machines are freaking out because it has whammy Rich radioactive. Yeah, wavy jammy detecting high levels of wavy jammy. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, radiation, if that's what they're saying. Okay, so look, claymation, uh, stop motion. Yeah. This is where their budget went. They yeah. went to, they went to Pucas Art. Uh, yeah, the guys who did this, um, guide special effects. It's Peter Stubbs and Peter Armstrong, two Peters. And also a guy named Jeff Little and Brian Pierce. They're credited with the space special effects. Time travel zaps, the crash landing of the alien bar. It was Pucus, Pucus Arts and Magic did all the special effects. Pucus. And he goes, that's J.L. Weston. Nobody pushes J.L. Weston around. But our bow tie guy did because he now has the everything. Yep. And he's now giving his like Nobel Prize thank you speech. And he goes, I want to thank my mother. He goes, No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, yeah. Oh, he's funny. He's much better than Morbi Morbius because Morbius declined his Nobel Peace Prize. Is Morbius from the Marvel thing? Yeah. It's yeah, the worst okay. movie of last year, Carl. Did he decline it? Okay, now. <laughs> They are going to stop. We got to do our Razzies episode. They're yep. going to stop him. But whoa, but Bowtie Guy's not going to be stopped. 
This is crazy. They're driving wildly in the Australian Outback and they're making a movie out of it. I never, who Mike, knew? That was pretty badass. He went over a trench. He did? Well, you know, the, the roads here have trenches so that the rain, you know, doesn't stay on the road. But the thing is, what rain? What rain? That's what oh, kills dude. me. Yeah, but once the rain hits, you'll be lucky, happy they were there. The rain will last a half day. Bang, pow, pull over, bloke. Pull over, mate. <laughs> Dude, this should be in the, the movie poster. Now, this is the second time someone easily stopped him by just getting in front of him. Where's he going? Getting his Thor hat? Was this is the plot of Thor, right? What they they find the hammer. Is... What the plot of wasn't the original Marvel comic like a guy found Thor's hammer and he turns into Thor? He wasn't from Odin and all that stuff. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He was like pipe smoking, hat wearing, fedora wearing. Right. Yeah, he was Walt something. I th they... I think they they figured out a way to kind of get rid of the... get rid of him. Yeah. That that origin story. That character existed, but they they pushed him off. Yeah, no, that. It wasn't called Odin, right? What's it called? Thor. No, the uh, city the, he's from. Odin Spear. Uh, Asgard. Asgard. Okay, so now they've got his crown, and he's fucking humiliated. No look, look. He starts driving. He goes, drive the other car. Look how he started driving before Mike got out of the... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. So now he's taking this to Joe Bogart, and he's going to make things right. Cool. So nothing really happens. It's just that simple, right? It's just yeah. that simple. Now, Weston's going to come and stop him, right? Weston is absolutely going to get in the middle of this. He, I don't think he's going to stop him. Uh, but should I ruin it for you? No, no. We, we barely, okay. We're at the third act, right? Weston is absolutely going to be a cog in the machine. Gotcha. I did it. What's a capsule? You could spoil that. There's capsule? I don't know. What's that? Cigarette, right? I don't know. That is that a sign on the? Yeah. I can't ruin it. I wish I could ruin that for you. I can't. In, in the end of Titanic, the ship sinks. Okay, ha! I ruined a film. I no, it's the middle, right? No, she's saying someone hits me in the back of the head with the fish. And everyone in the whole igloo just sits there. She goes, it was like I was not there, like an alien from another planet. But Weston will open the door just in time to hear her say that. So he'll close the door thinking, oh, she admitted it. She's an alien. Got her. Got her. Like Jack Tripper in Three's Company. Cap Stan is a British brand of unfiltered cigarettes currently owned and manufactured by Imperial Brands. The brand dwindled in popularity when the health effects of tobacco became more widely known Good. to shop sellers. Okay. They're British cigarettes. With no filter. <laughs> That's like my comedy, unfiltered. Now look, they're going into a bar, right? They're going into a bar. Now, Weston sees them go into the bar. So there's going to be a in-the-bar incident. Now, he thinks that aliens are in the bar with Ryder. So he's going to go get his two thugs, and they're going to kind of have a shoot-em-out thing. Wow. In this there? 
Now let's listen. Let's listen. Okay. I actually have to close the studio door and it opens. Okay. Because it's great. You brought it back. You. You get why that's ironic, because she's the strange one. Okay, so Joe Bogart now has the crown, okay? And okay. Dale Weston thinks he's got a finger on the alien. You want to start back on? Yeah, when it's Joe, when it's Joe Bogart. Look, he's giving him songs from the future. From 1990? That's yeah. a year from now. Songs from the future. So you can turn the sound off, but when Joe Bogart comes on, turn it on because it's okay. Meanwhile, I want to play some songs from the future from 1990. People are still having sex. I'm too sexy for this oh, skirt. Too sexy for my. <laughs> it wow. Hurts. Music for the future is so crazy. Ryder. He said the notes on the map look like his handwriting. <laughs> yeah, J.L. Weston killed Ryder last time. Oh. There comes the aliens. They don't look like aliens. Of course they don't look like aliens, you idiots. Hey, can I mention, she talked about Shirley MacLaine, and I thought because she looked this cute as Shirley MacLaine, but this is the 80s when uh -huh. Shirley MacLaine was writing those books about past lives. Right, and she's all about past lives, and that's why it was referenced, yeah. Gotcha. I thought it was because she looked like her from apartment or something cool. so now he says Ryder was killed at 11 o'clock 11 o'clock it's 10 58 right now now he's putting it together who jail Weston is and he's like he's gonna kill him again oh so there is murder in this yeah Uh, 11 o'clock. It's high 11. <laughs> All right, why are they doing it at noon? It's high 11. Sorry, the time difference in Australia. Oh, wow. On his head. That's a good way. So there's a little blood, but not too much blood. And he right. Unlike Recently, we saw a lot of bloodless killing, right? And those old. Oh films. my God! They, you hear a sound of a pop gun, and then suddenly they just fall down. That was. Oh, that I've been was shot. A, it was there the, was no the, sound. It was a silent, wasn't it? It. I think it was the whammy jammy zombie. Uh, it was uh, the shape of things to come, or whatever. Yes, right. It so it was a talkie. Bloodless killing, but there were other ones. There was another black and white we saw. And and I remember Dead End too. I mean, he was. Oh right. You can't oh, fake falling good. off a building, but. So look, 
He wants to save his life. And so he's like, it's too bad. It's too bad. He goes, look, I didn't charge it all the way. I didn't power it. You can't. So Mike has stolen the time thing to go save Ryder's life. Whoa. Now here's our only surfing scene. Yay. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Nobody gets what we're singing. Da 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 da. da. Well, the, the remake of Hawaii Five O has been on the air for like eighteen years. Did it have that song? I don't know. I never watched it. So he goes, "Watch your hand." I never watched it either. The original either. Uh, yeah, watch your hand. But which doesn't make sense because he's not there to turn on the engine. Right? It didn't make sense when they went a minute back in time to prevent what they did, but they're not there in the room. Right. They're not there in the room. It's like the new them. Yeah. From... So now he's and... like out of charge or something. Oh, no. Plus, he sees... Okay, I don't know if you're recognizing it's the same footage from before. Um, he sees uh, Connie. And so he's like, tells her the story. Let's go save Ryder's life. And Connie just believes in time travel all of a sudden. So Connie. there's Ryder. And what he could do right now is prevent Ryder from going to town. But too late. Too late. So he's got to have enlist Connie to do it. All right. You know what? This film is really good, but I don't want this film to lose me. Don't lose me, film. I understand what's going on. Thank you, Carl. Well, he's going to prevent Ryder from getting shot. That's what he's up to. We're we're back in time. Nobody, nobody treats JL Weston like yeah. that. So that guy has two non-dust-related jokes aligned. Yeah, that's right, and that's it. Okay, that's so it. now everything's cool, right? She's just going to drive with Connie into town and save Ryder's life, right? What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? With the Com V that's <laughs> taking them to save Ryder's life. What could possibly go wrong? Uh-oh. Now, look, he's not there with Mike. This is a different future uh, or a different timeline or something. Timeline. J.L. Weston wakes up again. Rise and shine, Weston. Now remember, when we last left off, Weston and the two thugs were about to burst into the bar and shoot everybody. Right. I don't know why, though. He wants to save the aliens, not shoot them. He's once again discovered they're aliens, you know. Okay. I think I've seen this part. Yes, you have. Uh oh, Batmobile. Oh no, what could possibly fake go wrong with our fake effects? <laughs> Did you see how the wheel rolled right in front of the camera? It was, it was good, Carl. Come on. No, come on. It was further behind <laughs> than the car was, so it just logically makes sense. Also, does it help when you hear an action? Yeah, right. Dead cut. Mike. Yeah. Look at that fucking gun he's got, man. Riding sidecar shotgun. That's not a rifle. It's like a Tommy gun or some crap. Yeah. Look at it. It's like a little Uzi. These guys are all dust covered. Come on. Well, they never, they're like outback stereotype. 
But well, everyone else lives out there and stop. Uh oh, eleven. Right. Now they have like a minute to so what they do is they're screaming to Ryder. Ryder, look out. Oh, it says police station. I guess it's not a bar. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Ryder, look out. Police station. Ryder. So J.L. Weston goes in. They hear a bunch of shots, and they're like, oh, no. We were too late. But they weren't because they yelled at him. Oh, there's a big pile of bloodless humans. Right. (laughs) Of course I'm okay. I can handle these blokes. This lot. Wow, empty cash. He just killed three people? Yeah. And now he gets complaining, complaining. He rolls his eyes. Oh, women. Even though he tricked them to get them out there. Who's the jerk? Okay, now. They're all going into the bar. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Intriguing. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Something else could have happened. But, I mean, this film is good. It does its job. It keeps you interested. Good, yeah. it, it, you're going back in time and then forward. And and, and now we're going to have some big reveals. Of all the gin joints and blah, blah, blah. Right. right. This is when, at the end of the film, I was like, he's bald? <laughs> Ah, Mike. Yes, Mike. I made a promise to ride out. Michael is your son who you killed with the cricket ball. <laughs> what? Yeah, he said, I couldn't tell you because you wouldn't get all grouchy and become a cop and then appear again. It's a little selfish of the alien. Oh, but you're helping an alien. He goes, I need the power capsule. He goes, yeah, but I brought it to you. He goes, yeah, but then you went back again, dummy. Don't you remember? Where's the power capsule? Guess who's got it? We know who's got it. It's Bowtie Guy. Right. So he, Mike grew up not knowing that he is the son of Right, he never knew his dad, and this was a way to meet his dad. Now, Mike will fall into a ditch, and Joe Bogart will turn back time and say, look out for the ditch! I love it. Wow, that's what I call action. (laughs) Watch out for the ditch! Wow, that's great. They really use the time effects really well. Now, there's an action scene going on in which he's chasing the guy for the crown, but we interrupt that action to go to this. He's made the arrangement. He's going back 25 years, and he's going to save his own son's life by not – he's going to have a life in which he knew his son and was raised his son. Mike. Right. Who's banging his best friend. Who's banging his? I guess so, but somehow Connie's like is the uncle, the uh, niece or something weird. I don't know. I think I would know, but boom, he's gone. 
Back to save your life. So you should be walking in the door. Play it, Sam. Oh, here we go. There we go, Carl, for the sound. Cost him five grand. Listen. We're going to get pulled from YouTube on this. It's worth it. Keep listening. Fundamental things apply. Oh, my. And that's it. Because it, yeah. it would cost them more than five grand. Okay, well, now that we played the musical track that got them in legal trouble. They did get them into legal trouble. They couldn't afford a hundred grand. That's time, 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 dooby dooby doo time. Yeah, yeah, time going by. Oh, is that? Yeah, well, they should have just switched it to a different As Time Goes By song. Carl, what do you think of the movie? I think that the movie was a good film. I don't think it was a bad film. Um, I think the next film we're going to watch is a pretty bad film. I think this was a good film, and it's too bad that it didn't get a chance to... It it, it probably was a very good-looking film, too, but we just saw it on VHS, and it never right. made it to DVD. And... I mean, I'm sure that the exterior shots were fantastic. Yeah. It was the outback and, you know, a magnificent desert and beautiful big sky country, just like Montana, you know. It's a little weird because, I don't know, it's a good movie. It's definitely a good movie. I just was hoping for more sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. They, they used the – they went back in time, time to warn Mike there's a ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, maybe – I don't know. Tenet it is not, right? Tenet, he would go backwards in time while Bullock yep. was looking forward or something, something interesting. Join us next week. You can by tuning in to Mutiny Radio next Sunday at, at 2 p.m. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to see us in person and watch the movie or Synced. Or subscribe to our podcast, the OG podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. You. Go to carlsucks.com to see where he's performing. It's probably Scotty's and elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with friend i wrote this song uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the maid's champagne tickles my nose and i love to paint outdoors listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the oh, oh, duh. let's watch a full length movie on you
Jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With my Eagle Speedle Man. Hi, everybody. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Whoa, hi. How you doing? Oh, it's hi, Mike Spiegelman fine. and Carl and... Oh, yes. We have a very special guest. My brother, Adam Spiegelman, returns to our show. Hi, Adam. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. My brother has one of the best podcasts still in distribution. You can find it at Proudly Resents. It's a really good cult movie uh, podcast and a big influence on this show. So, hello. Welcome back, Adam. Oh, thanks for having me. And... Uh... Good to meet you, Mike. Is it Spiegelman or Spiegelman? It's Spiegelman. <laughs> oh, I would, okay, good. And I'm really Carl, excited to have you. Maybe we won't have a celebrity comedian countdown today. Are we having a celebrity comedian countdown today? Oh, uh, not me. Whatever you want to do. I have right. them in my back pocket. We don't need to do it. We have Adam. Apparently, yeah. I'm neither a celebrity nor a comedian. A comedian. Can you count right. down? Yeah, I, sure. From where? It depends from where. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> we we are right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. It is the internet radio station based in San Francisco and broadcasts around the world. So, hello world. Get our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why we say the acronym up front. Find the podcast and at your leisure, listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Maybe you're even lazier. We have a YouTube channel. Carl, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Moderate? Thanks. And uh, he actually syncs the movie with the podcast, so you don't I'm have to curator. do that extra step. And you can watch it anytime at LWA. At your leisure. Leisure, not leisure. At your leisure. That word is so banal. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pronounce that word right? Uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T is our YouTube channel. So we want you to like someone and smash them. Not not anything related. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We will watch this week. We're watching Brooke Shields again. It's our third movie. Brenda Starr. Okay, Brenda Starr, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Brenda, you know how to spell that. Stars with two R's, 1989. And then it goes on to say what? It says Brooke Shields and... Um, Timothy but Dalton. anyway, you will find the channel that is Gamer. Something Gamer. That's your channel. It's I-R-S-Y-A-D. Syad Ur-Syad Gamer is the channel we like. Brenda Starr, 2Rs, 1989. All right. Sounds good. Let's take it from Carl. Go find Brenda Starr, 1989. That's the one with Brooke Shields. Loretta Dad. Gamer is uh, hosting it for us. Find the link, click it, hit pause, move it the timer to zero, zero, zero. And now, without further ado, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Kathleen Wilhoyt. Welcome, Kathleen. So today we're watching Brenda Starr, 1986, and this is why we have you on... You were playing the character Hank O'Hare. This character is very, very masculine, you know? Was that fun for you? How did you feel about it? I mean, you're in a suit and tie, right? Well, I'll just tell you, I was on a roll at the time. I was 
getting cast in a lot of things. I even looked at an old interview where I actually said the words, getting acting jobs has never been very difficult for me, which <laughs> is so not far from the truth today. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. It was an interview I did for CNN. And that, and I would say that Brenda Starr was amidst a series of gigs that I just got cast in without auditioning, which to me is the gold star of an acting career. If you don't audition for something, it's just fantastic. I mean, to me, it's the greatest thing in an actor's yeah. life. Like, you, you know, of course, people who don't have to audition for, uh, for jobs, um, just you can see them just bask in the glow of a fabulous life. And I got to experience that for a brief period in my life. And it was fantastic. So I didn't audition for the part of, um, great hair. I was cast in it. Um, and I was so, as they say in, uh, whatever, full of the beans or whatever. I was so, um, just full of myself, I guess. I, don't know. I, I didn't even read the script. I was just like on a plane flying to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. So I'm reading the script and I was like looking for my part. And it was, I was, I couldn't, I kept having to reread like, which part am I? I read the <laughs> script. And I was like, I don't know what part I'm supposed to play. I remember I got off the plane. I called my manager. He said, oh, you're playing Hank. I thought, Hank, I thought that was a, like a dude. I don't know what yeah. happened out of my mind. And then I looked at it in my hotel room. I was like, oh, shit, this is a cartoon movie. So uh, I also have a thing where I can't stand to suck. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, how bizarre that they were like, we got to get Kathleen for this part. Then I just surrendered to it, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of awesome to get to play a cartoon character. It's kind of cool. I did some research on it, and, uh, well, I, actually, at the time, there was no internet, so I guess I didn't do any research on it. The library. Yeah, and I didn't go to the library, but so I just started to try to figure out how to play this role, and I remember I went into makeup and hair, and the makeup person was like, we're going to paint freckles on your face. And yeah. the costume people were like, we're going to put a pillbox hat on your head. And then you're going to have a hank of hair that curls up on the pillbox hat. And you smoke a cigar all the time. I was like, oh. And so then I developed, I just went and kind of did a crash course, again, not wanting to suck, and developed my character um you know, and the voice, I think I had a voice yeah. in that, hey, you know, Hank O'Hare. And I think I just thought, like, the way to not suck in a cartoon movie is to go broad, be big, own it, don't apologize, and just swan dive into the clown of it all and hope you hope you stick the landing. So that's basically... And you really did. I mean, the clown of it all. Like, uh, like when you're in the hospital scene, uh, like, you're you're quirky and you're moving your head around, you're way pronounced and over-exaggerating. So I thought you were only in Jacksonville because half of it was shot in Puerto Rico, but I really don't think you're part of that. You were in, you were in the, the press offices of The Flash. Uh, you were in the hospital scene. I think you had a scene on the street, if I recall. Was it a quick shoot for you? 
Well, how about this? Because this is a sentence I haven't had the privilege of uttering in since then. I was doing two movies at the same time. I was doing a movie in New Orleans called, geez, I don't remember what it was called, but my friend David Nydorf was in it. And mm -hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee, I can't remember what it was called. But I was doing that movie and I was doing Brenda Starr and I was flying between New Orleans and Jacksonville doing uh -huh. both movies. So I was only in Jacksonville, never went to Puerto Rico, did you say? Yeah, yeah, they I did. I never went there. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> well, 1986 was a big year for you. I mean, at least in terms of the releases that came out. I mean, films get shot, of course, before their release, but you had Witchboard. You also had a movie called The Morning After, which we've also done on our podcast. That was with Jeff Bridges and Jane Fonda. But my... Your best thing in 1986 is you were starring your handcuff to Charles Bronson in a great film. I don't know if I call it a great film, but it was a Charles yeah. Bronson film. And Charles Bronson is amazing and cool. And, you know, the thing that's embar that embarrasses me about that is like it was... Um, it was not a realistic script, obviously. Uh -huh. And I feel like at the time I was in New York doing a play and people would follow me around sort of going, hey, butthole, hey, you know, like doing like the crazy names of the, mm -hmm. the character was supposed to be like a potty mouth. But it was kind of psychotic because it wasn't any kind of name that anyone would ever call anybody. And again, at being a beggar, not a a chooser what beggars can't be choosers i was happy to have the part and i was happy to work i didn't you know it wasn't i've never gotten to choose the parts that i play um mm -hmm. I, which is really to me the sign of just enormous success yeah and i still look forward to the day when i get to choose the parts i get to play but as, right office. now and back then i was lucky to get what i could get I got you. Now, you said you didn't really remember the shoot. I was going to ask you if there's any stories or anecdotes about Brenda Starr. Uh, maybe something that, you know, I mean, well, did you speak with Brooke a lot or you don't yeah. recall a thing about it or? No, I do. I do. I mean, Brooke is my age, right? She's, I think probably we were born at the, uh, in, in within like two or three years of each other. So at the time we were both in our 20s. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing her at the hotel and her beauty was otherworldly. Like yeah. I remember going, oh, that's, that's a different kind of pretty than I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Cause her face, she's tall. Uh, and she was super famous at the time. Yeah. But it was still like, remarkable. She was remarkably beautiful. And I thought to myself, I remember consciously thinking to myself, that chick would not be able to have a normal career in some small town in the United States because mm -hmm. her looks were exceptional. And, uh, and then her mother was also a big, big character in the cast and crew she had a big presence her mother was kind of body and she and brooke had a very very close uh, relationship 
And there was a lot of, I remember people being a little intimidated by her mother. Mm -hmm. um, her mother kind of uh, inserted herself in a lot of the decision-making uh, decision making in the production of the film. And I think at the time, and this is vague, of course, but I think that was really at, at, a, at the beginning of when Brooke was starting to want to take more control of her own career and life mm -hmm. at that time. She was in well, probably in her early 20s, I would suspect. Like, yeah, so she was just like 20, 21. Well, I know that she was in college at the time and we graduate, what, 22, I think is when you graduate. Yeah. So it must be a young 20. And that's also the time in which you look at your parents and start to rebel. But her mother was a big part of this film even getting made. I mean, she pursued the director and she was the one who pulled the people together to do the financing and everything. So well, it makes sense that she's like large and in charge like that. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, they, she's in the lobby and gesticulating. But I, I found her to be, love, you know, funny. She was always nice to me. Uh -huh. I had no, you know, who am I? I'm just a, you know, an actress in the thing. And and um um, Brooke had like an assistant. She had like two people around her that were our age, that were her good friends as well, uh -huh. like assistants or something that she hung out with. But I was also going through my own kind of self-destructive, you know, phase of life. I don't know if I was probably the most professional. <laughs> yourself mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah but i i can tell you that when i look back at that time because i had such an abundance of opportunities kind of it felt like the brinks truck backed up and <laughs> money into my backyard and it, now again i say this because that's not my life today and it today. wasn't my life like in my 30s you know i've had to work really hard and i'm grateful for any job i get now and but at that time, I got to experience my little 15 minutes and it was, I loved, I had a blast and I was simultaneously uh, self-destructing in a, a kind of pathetic way, you know, drinking a lot and doing whatever uh, destructive stuff I could. I think maybe I could not really handle my good fortune and felt mm -hmm. unworthy inside. Like if they really get to know me, if they really, they'll see I'm an untalented kind of ding dong student. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. I think of myself because now I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? But at the time, you know, I just, I, you know, look, we all go through our phases. Yes. Do you, yes. you have a phase like that? I mean, yes. You know, We've all been young, you know, yeah. and we don't have our perspective. And right. I can imagine being young and getting all this uh, success thrust upon you. And uh, you're kind of like navigating it yourself and, and there are new experiences. So I could absolutely see you like making or, or whomever uh, making choices that you wouldn't make today with a much more, you know, you know, you were kind of saying today, I think you're really working a lot today. I mean, what you what do you have CSI Vegas is that's oh yeah I did I did yeah. yeah I did that season that killed me oops nope oh, yeah. don't spoil right I know right I did that season and I had a ball that was great I got to work with Marga Helgenberger and I've worked with her before so it was fun to see her again 
Um, but you're I mean, I feel really good about my life. It's just that, um, uh, I, I don't know. I have a lot of joy in my life. I guess, you know, you have to go through things in order to get where you are. And today yeah. I'm the mother of three, three grown children, you know, they're all doing well. I'm proud of them all. Great. I'm happily married. I love hiking in the mountains with my dogs. I love my friends. I love Southern California. So, I mean, you know, like my story has what I perceive to be a pretty solid happily ever after. I even tell my students, because I also teach mm -hmm. arts and also I'm teaching at UCSB this next semester, but I tell them, listen, if I get hit by a stray bullet someday, Every one of you should know that I had a good run because I did. I've had a lot of fun in my life. It's been really... and it's ongoing. I mean, you were yeah. just in Yellowstone. Uh, you yes. did seven episodes of that cartoon, that uh, Summer Camp Island. I think. Oh that yeah, yeah, that's sense. fun. Yeah, and you know, I never got to see, but I got. I guess I could say that I've worked with. Um, who is the guy who played my husband? He's like a famous English yeah. actor. I yeah, and I can just say, like, oh, I've worked with that guy, you know, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> In a virtual way, right? Yeah, I never got to meet him, but, you know, he sure is good. I saw him in Red, this play about Rothko, Philip Roth. Philip so Roth. I understand that you auditioned for Phoebe on Friends, right? Oh, that's the, um, yeah, yeah, I did. That would have been great. Right, that was, um... I tell that to my students when I talk about uh, auditioning. Um, I went to the network, which is like the final stage of the auditions. And it was me, Pam Adlon, and the chick who's Phoebe. What's her name? Yeah. The um, I, don't know. I know her as Phoebe. And every time I see her in another movie, I think, oh, Phoebe's branching out. I know. I can't Google believe I can't remember her name. She's just obscenely famous and, and successful. Mm -hmm. and delightful and everyone loves her anyway she was there and uh i i was gonna do like a whole i had dyed black hair at the time with a lot of black eyeliner i wore uh -huh. like black. i was gonna do like a whole uh chrissy hines kind of ding dong you know oh, the character yeah. was supposed to be kind of but she did like a hippie thing anyway rejection's god's protection uh, you know, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a second or third place situation. And <laughs> you know, well, you know uh, my life would have changed if I had it would have, Yes, absolutely. You know, it would have yeah. been. So, um, uh, last Brenda star question. I kind of don't think it was on your radar, the release, but there was years and years of waiting for this thing to release. Were you ever, I'm sure that you were moving on to other acting parts at that point and you weren't sitting there going, when is Brenda Starr coming out? Did you have any, did it ever cross your mind? When is this movie going to release? Good question. I would tell you that one of the things that I love about acting is the actual acting part. Ah, the actual okay. sending and receiving and doing the thing and cut and makeup and hair and creating the characters. The thing that I'm not as much a fan of is the release the uh, screenings, the interviews, the post, yeah, post acting stuff. That stuff makes me. Uh, I'm not comfortable with that. So the answer to your question is because I I have never been thrilled about the opening of a movie, nor have I ever carried a movie outside of 
Murphy's Law, but even then, that was such a Charles Bronson was such a strong draw and presence. It's not like they were like it's the Kathleen Wilson. <laughs> no, how was yeah. a Charles Bronson movie? And right. so, um, I could tell you that I don't have a consciousness. I don't care. I didn't care when it was released. I didn't. I. I like. I don't even watch. I'm also one of those actors. I don't like to watch my stuff. I never saw. Oh, it. you're I one of those. Really? I don't watch it because I see like a chin on a butt floating around a screen, like in a voice. Yeah. I can't see myself with any kind of, I mean, I, sometimes I will, like I told you, I ended up watching, I don't know how I got onto it, but that CNN interview of when I was in my twenties saying like, I've never oh. really had to work hard for an acting gig. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> what? But it was true at the time. It was true. It was at true time. at the time. I can mm -hmm. tell you, for that mm -hmm. little tiny window, and I had a record deal, and I was doing cartoon and movie. Yeah. I had a really good manager back then, who I didn't treat very well, and who really provided me with a lot of opportunities. A, a man named Alan Summers, and he um, probably the one of many foolish moves I made in retrospect uh, in my acting career was firing him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. And we will all have the, you know, you would want to go back. And, well, I don't know that you'd want to go back and change stuff because you turned out great, you know, well, yeah. we were describing things, you know, right. So it did work out. I have to say, but absolutely. Was, I do have a few things of like, Oh, <laughs> Really? Did you do that? You know. Yeah. I, I, I guess we all do, and everybody does. Yes, that. it's really true. So yeah. I, we're about to do this countdown and watch this film together, but I still have one last thing. I would like to see your eyes. I hear that they're different colored. Can you show me this? More human, right? Oh, there we go. So does that do? about having different colored eyes. I'm sure nowadays it doesn't even cross your mind, but I mean, in the past, you must have thought, what's, did you feel like it was strange? I mean, it must have been, it's attractive in a way. It's different. It's quirky. I never, you know, you know, I just make jokes. I'm the girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't have, you know, and a lot of times I'll tell people, I got two different colored eyes and they look at me and they say, no, you don't. It's well, like, I've been trying to see it throughout the whole interview. I had to get up close, you know? Yeah, it's like one is brown and green and one's green and brown. So. Well, that's very unique. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's it's neat. <laughs> okay, now. All right. Now? Wait. We, everybody at home is poised to press play at the same time we do here in the studio. So everybody's queued up and ready to go. So why don't you go ahead, Kathleen Wilhoy, and give us that celebrity countdown. Three, two, one, go! All right, thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, for that, that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Ooh, worst president ever. Triumph? Oh, it's a triumph, sorry. Do you I mean see Truman, Trump's name everywhere. Because he will be in this film. The worst president ever, Truman, Harry S. Truman, will be in this film. But now that we've got Trump, is it really true anymore? He's not the worst. Right, sure. Maybe there'll be another worst president. We'll have to wait. <laughs>
Brenda Starr, the cartoon show, the comic strip. I can't believe right. you guys now, made a comic strip political. This is a comic strip that was in, um, well, oh, it was out of the Jeffrey Chicago I'm out of here. You guys remember this from growing up, right? In the Sunday funnies? Can I just Star Ledger? This? I, I, I'm not that smart. Like, I, I couldn't follow the, it's only three panels a day. <laughs> Nothing really happened, and and you don't read it every day, and you don't know. I always got lost, so you can really she was fall cute. If she had like a tiny little nose, and I'd read that. I'm always like, look out behind you, Mary Worth. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I can't Mary tell Worth. them apart. Look out, Rex Harrington. Timothy Dalton like... was in this movie. Yeah, he this had is a career. A did, like, did you know it, he existed before James Bond? I knew he was in this movie. Well, he was in Flash Gordon, wasn't he? Yes. yes, he was. Yes. He was like a famous British actor. So this is cute. Like comic book movies before Marvel, they really didn't know how to do them. So they always have to show the art itself. Yeah, the like, drawing, right. Because draw, it's a comic book movie based on a comic book. Bob Mackie, nice. Well, he really yeah. is involved in his mouth. <laughs> look at I that know old, what's up with that. Um, look at that oh. old style, oh. you know, pencil sharpener. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old timey coffee, Rostin. Now Timothy oh, Dalton start started in The Lion in Winter, one of my favorite films. You guys you know were, that. Yeah, film. we talked about that film. He was the King of France. Come to visit. The 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 car the cartoon the comic strip, the character he plays has a patch on his eye, so it's like yep. one of those movie magic to see the actual character in real life, even though he looks you know goofy. Right, he plays Basil St. John, who was always a mysterious figure in the um, cartoon, in the com you know, comic strip uh, of Brenda Starr. Brenda Starr was a reporter, and that would take her on lots and lots of adventures. Now, the woman who writes for Brenda Starr used to get letters from reporters saying, this is bullshit, my <laughs> life is not like this at all. And she, used to, she was like, that's why you're not in a comic strip. Right. Yeah, let's do a comic strip about you trying to pay your taxes. Now, and, we've uh, making got phone the calls. sound on mute, which is a big mistake because Mike always has the sound up. And what he's doing is he's insulting Brenda Starr. You see, he's taken this job. Oh, now you turn it on. He's taken this job because he needs to pay the bills. He's not a Brenda Starr fan, so he chastises her and insults her while he's drawing her. And she's fed up. Is she going to come to life in this panel? No. In this panel? Here she goes, coming to life. All right. But Brenda should wear. Look, it's the actual cartoonist. Dil oh, it is? I forget the name of the cartoonist, but that was the signature. Well, the cartoonist, you might know as Dale, but it's Dahlia Messick. She oh. was the artist and writer who created it. We're going back to the early 40s. Here she comes. Here she comes to life. What? This is like cool world. Right. God bless you, Brooke. What? That's it. She's out of here. She went from cartoon to real life. Bingo. How is that possible? Buh, 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 buh. Guess That's what? Me. We will never have it explained. It just starts like 
We we got to make a movie based on a comic strip. Oh gosh, that's going to take a lot of setup. People are not ready for a comic book movie. We better have a preface where the cartoonist is drawing it during the opening credits. I mean, honestly, don't you think this is a better opening than a guy drawing a picture? Now here's like, Green Acres, yeah. dude. Uh, he's he's the top cop, the Green Acres. Eddie Albert. Albert. Mike, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Oh gosh, Harley Marley. Wait, um, there was a fan club for that pig too. Now this Josh is Dr. our, our anyway. bad guy, who's a Just gal. Kidding. Okay, she's the riot. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. What's the pig's name? Listen, I don't want you to blow this. This is the main and villain. <gasps> okay, he is a rival reporter, and she hates Brenda Starr. He looks like Brooke, like a blonde Brooke. Okay, now I watched Green Acres on the reruns and everything, and I remember something about the pig was a big deal. What, yeah. is, what was its name? That's Billy? the thing. It, it, Arnold? No. Arnold. Was Arnold. it? Hang on. Siri, what's the name of the pig from Green Acres? Dajaka <laughs> Moore. <laughs> That's great. That's Adam's joke. He said How did my, Carl, you gave Mike credit for that? That's Mike. Mike. Well, he is a celebrity comedian. Yeah, uh -huh. he is. Three, two, one, go. Get it together. That's how you do it, kids. Ooh. Now, wow, Brenda has used her street smarts and her gumption and determination and tenacity to worm her way into a hostage situation, although she's not a hostage yet, because she wants to get the story and she wants to scoop lips. lips what is, is the bad. story? Uh, you know, there's a crime going on here, and it's going to be in all the papers, and uh, Green Acres dude is the top cop. I remember, so our father, Arthur, speaking with the journalist, and he used to That's come really home scary. after work. I said, How, how's work? He'd go, great. I was covering a story of a, of a, of a gun shootout, and mm -hmm. so I went into the room itself to cover it. And we go, thank God you're home alive. What journalist does that? Now, the artist is calling his boss. And saying, I don't know what to do. She's gone. I don't know what to do. I need this job. Yeah, we really don't need any of that. So right. he essentially says, if you want to keep your job, you'll get her back. And that's our setup for the leap that he's about to take. So she's in cartoon world right now. And in real life, the story is the cartoonist assistant has to find her. Right. In cartoon world. In right world. The, the real cartoonist will enter cartoon world to pursue Brenda and convince her to come back. Even though his brother was killed by a tune when they dropped a safe on his head? Wrong movie. I will never order from Acme again. I don't care about two-day shipping. <laughs> Do not order from Acme shipping if Wiley Coyote taught me anything. If you're an Acme Prime member, you can stream Roadrunner. Oh, uh, someone had a nickname, Pastor, Pastor Bedtime. And I go, ha ha, that's funny, Pastor Bedtime. <laughs> Pastor Bedtime, very but good. But there's Pastor Prime. I came up with my own Pastor Prime. Okay, so now Eddie Albert is seeing that she is now a hostage. And she's like, so don't worry about me, just shoot! Do they know it's Brenda Star? I mean, do they have like a monogram piece of clothing that could kind of identify her? No, her look, she was named after a debutante in the 30s who was hugely 
So she had threw this big party. She was on the cover of Time magazine, and she was her look is Rita Hayworth. I got you. So weird. So she's named after a real person. So that real she's person named after gets... Brenda Frazier. Brenda Frazier was the weird. real life person, a debutante in the thirties. Very Brendan. Brendan Frazier. Got it. <laughs> and so Brenda. Uh, was the first name, and Rita Hay Hayworth was the look. Now, if you look up Rita Hayworth and then go to images, you'll see. Now, watch this. Watch how Brenda saves her own life. Oh, my God. She's a genius. Oh, Bam! my God. She wrote the fall. cold-blooded killer. I know this is 10 minutes into the movie. I, I don't know if I could just watch her ethically. She murdered her first victim. <laughs> All right, death kill one. Oh, she's alive. Oh, and, and she's upset. These people are yeah, she blood. says, oh, yeah. perfect. Oh, great. That's really Thank good to know you. when you fall off a building. Those split seconds, move the body that you're holding to hit the ground. It wasn't split seconds, Mike. Even though it was only four stories, it felt like four hours. It felt like four hours, time yeah. to Check her hair, flip them over, look at her phone. The credits of Iron Man 2 runs, finishes. Now look, oh, a long movie. who's this mysterious figure who was in the crowd? I don't know. <laughs> wow, he had, a, wow, he had a view to a kill when dun, he dun. killed that dude. Dun, dun. He was hey, a surly was Bond. He was surlier than da Daniel Craig, right? He was like, ah, ah, my wife is dead. I must seek revenge. Okay, now we I... have like, oh, Brenda's so popular. Everybody knows her. <laughs> We're doing the Brenda Star rag. He's so popular. We wrote this song. I'm doing the Brenda Star rag. Right. Right. See, nowadays, that it'd would, be a rap song. It would be featuring Brenda Star. Wow. Featuring we, Brenda Star. Seen this black orchid. Did you see it? Yeah. What does that there mean, was, Carl? Well, this Basil St. John must eat a diet of black orchids. Everyone in his family must, or they go insane. And that's from the cartoon comic strip. Yo, no, Was I'm that sure real? That... You didn't make that up? Yeah, the movie producers didn't make that up. That's right. No, I thought Carl made that up. Now look who he's drawing. Look who he's drawing. Himself. He's drawing himself into the comic, and he's doing it right where she left off so that he can be hot on her trail. I can tell it's him now? because of the suspenders. Right. And this guy—he's not a bad cartoonist. Again, right? Here we go. Will myself into my work. What? Yeah, uh, he should have drawn himself on the ground. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, big lug. Yeah, wherever I can draw myself wherever I want inside this lion's mouth. <laughs> now look at his '80s pants. His like Miami Vice influenced light clothing. You wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> this was well, this version. Okay, this is like our Jimmy Olsen kind of guy and our you know manly woman uh, stereotype. Oh, I know her. She's a friend of mine. Really? Uh, Kathleen. Oh, <laughs> you didn't know is that she's Kathleen Wilhoit? Um. Uh, I done. I did. Uh, yes, it is. Tell me more. Oh yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's actually on Proudly Resents a few times. Okay, uh, then let's her with... to do the celebrity comedian countdown. Oh, you're she'll do it in a second. She's so fun. That's so great. Do you yeah. want to do it? Do you know can you how pull to? Some strings? We should be talking well, about I'll, this. I'll off just air. send her uh, email and ask her, or you can send okay. her an email. 
Okay. Super nice. Sounds good. And uh, super open about everything. Now here oh, good. is rival. Here's rival reporter, and she's like screwed her over in the newspaper, claiming that I forget exactly what the story was. I've seen this three times. This is my fourth, but. Wow. Do we have closed captioning on this movie? Yes, always... it is available. You might have to stop the... No, no, no. no. Like... I think I got it. Good. So that... he's saying yeah. that she's working on a huge story, a huge story that Brenda will never be a part of. Look how... Look at her. Feisty, Brenda. Feisty. Brooke Shields is, like, perfect for this part, right? Like, she looks yeah. perfect. Now, this is 1986. She was at... Princeton, and this is the summer break. He is Are in, you serious? Yes. He is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, filming this, and she'll also go to Puerto Rico to film this. Not bad. Yeah, the, that was a famous celebrity college uh, run. She stopped. Like, there's some people that are, like, white hot, and they're like, well, I got to get a life. I'm a young guy. Uh, yeah, kid. right. So Elvis has got to go into the military. Yeah, so when she went to Princeton, it was a big deal. Like, oh my how God, it was can the they... biggest deal when she was there? Was... Yeah, uh, I remember this com open mic comedian came on and he he said that he got a ton of attention because he went to Princeton and wrote an article, uh, "How to Sleep with Brooke Shields." Whoa! Got, like, a ton of pickup. I know, it was a dick move. No, <laughs> it's a great it. move. I'm yeah. I'm behind this guy. They published it. I would brush up. Yeah, and it got, I think National Lampoon picked it up, or it got a lot of attention. Okay, so the art artist has gone to the Flash, that's the name of the paper, looking really? for Brenda, and he just missed her. Now, she's off of a big scoop, right? She was a, a part of the story as a hostage, so everyone's applauding her, and it seems like every time she enters the newsroom, it's always after a big story, and everyone applauds her. You know who's bitter is Clark Kent sitting behind her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Clark, you're never around when Brenda Starr's around. Shut up. <laughs> I'm here now, ain't I? <laughs> hey, Clark, how come you're not here when Superman's here? I'm here now, right? <laughs> okay, Skunk here Dare, is Jonah Charles. Jesus. This is another big friend of our podcast, uh, Charles Durning. Oh, Charles Durning is great. Now, he, he storms in. You're cutting the pay of our staff because of depression? I quit. And he's like, Brenda, check out this pretend Einstein guy. You're not listening to me. I quit. Brenda, please, after the film. Wait, Brenda, you you're a woman. Game? I'm not listening. Yes. Goes with the territory. Now, we saw him in Hilt. Didn't, am I wrong? We saw him in that Burton Reynolds movie directed by Hal Needham, right? Yeah, he was so old, he could hardly move. Oh, was it that was like a scary. recent thing? What was that? What movie was it that? It was a TV movie. It, it was, was for TBS. It was the hostage one. Yeah, it was like Hostage, Hostage 3, Hostage. And it oh. was uh, Hal Needham uh, used uh, Alan Smithy uh, credit. But he directed his friend in this TBS uh, murder series movie, and Charles Dunning is his buddy. At that time, he was, was in very poor health. Oh, yes. He was he as was big like, as a house. He could hardly move. And they shot around it. They filmed it. Yeah, they shot around him. him. Yeah, he was one of Burt Reynolds' guys. He was in yeah. all the Burt Reynolds movies. 
Now, yes. this is showing that this guy has made a fuel that can – that Works well, it isn't a fuel. It's an engine that runs on water. What? Oh, we got to kill – yeah, now the yeah, government's going to kill him. Who killed the water car? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just showing that the, the gas tank is empty. He poured in water, and now the plane is flying. It's unbelievable. Why does he have to be there? So we oh, yeah, you with all the energy crisis. Natives. Yeah, How many white they... guys are there playing native? At least one. <laughs> Everyone, he could have been someone else. Right? He, could, he could have been discovered this elsewhere. Oh, well. I might have shot that at Princeton. <laughs> Now, wasn't he in Tilt? Am I wrong? Mike? He had the he biggest a... belly in the world. Who? Oh. Wait, who? Charles Durning. Wasn't he in Tilt? Tilt? Tilt. Uh, the Brent, oh, my gosh. The Brooke Shields film we watched. The oh, pinball. Tilt, yeah. Wasn't he the pinball? He was the pinball master. Right, with the big belly. And then we saw him in another film, like, right after it, and he wasn't as Hello. fat. Yeah, you're right. He he tilts a really good movie. He's a teenage pinball yeah. prodigy who runs away from home and tries to beat the, the pinball wizard himself, Charles Dunning, who kind of, you know, becomes a mentor <laughs> adversary. Oh, look at this. You know, a movie has big gaping holes when you have to throw in animated sequences like this, right? Like, no, Tank you Girl. don't. It's a it's a movie about a comic strip. Now, look you, at you this saw... funny thing. He's starting to, what the hell is this? I'm in the funnies. Uh-huh. He's, He's going to look I, at the I'm newspaper. The shop. Let me check the funnies in the funnies. What? Now look, a mystery woman appears across from him. And then poof. This is a very weird movie. I never realized this. Yeah, they didn't trust just to do a straight Brenda Star movie. It had like a Twilight Zone episode in the, the, the movie. He's I mean, like if this is a better movie, we'd be praising these choices, but we're not, right? I mean, to be honest. Well, this movie has a bad, uh, it's an infamous rep because it never got released properly. It did. And it did get released in video staple, but it always had this onus of the big film that never got theatrically released. Yes, and the Why thing is, is it's a really missed opportunity. You see, this was filmed in 86. It was supposed to come out in 87. And that is when, like, a lot was going on. Like, she was a huge um, star. Timothy Dalton had just gotten the James Bond stuff. There right. were movies out like Dick Tracy, and you know, there was um, there were there were movies like uh, Batman. I mean, Batman, right? Oh, no, not yet, but Dick Tracy. Batman was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy was after, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. Would have it was been the 90s. a great, great release. Um, they played rock music at the White House. Dick Tracy and Batman. You're right, Adam. It was Batman. This is Harry S. Truman. Now, do you remember Peyton Place, but not the one from our era, the one from the 60s? This the TV guy was show or the movie? huge from it. Nice. There was a Red Fox joke saying that uh, they named the foxhole after him, and they actually named uh, a hole after the president, Harry Truman, the Harry S. Hole. <laughs> that, was that in Okinawa? Was that in Japan? I, it was one of the many uh, Red Fox Party albums on Laugh Records I used to listen to. 
The only joke I remember. I still have your vinyl and all your comedy records if you ever want them back. And I was just listening to Richard Pryor, your Richard Pryor record. I think it wasn't even like a famous Richard Pryor record. It was no, one on it was not. It's obscure. And I have never heard those routines before. Talking about two days ago. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm glad you have my record collection. That's a yeah. big influence on me. I've got Meat Beat Manifesto. I've got... Oh, if you, you ever want it back, I've got it for you. Nice to hear. Oh, I love Meat Beat Manifesto. You know what's funny, Adam? Uh, your friend uh, FM is going to be watching a movie we did on this show the first year before Carl. Uh, it came from Hollywood, the 1982 bad movie retrospective film with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Meat Beat sampled that movie. So it has like a lot of like shitty sci-fi movies. He just took it from that uh, compilation movie. The less you know. The less, less you know, the more you know, not know. Now this guy, that guy we just saw as Ed Nelson, he was from Peyton Place. He'll never come back yeah. again. But I want you to know that he was the he was in every television show. I'm going to start reading them. You know them okay. all. He was in Marcus Welby, Mod Squad, Mission Impossible, Kung Fu, at one, you know, Adam 12, Ironside, should I go on? The Bionic Woman, Police. He was all over TV. Quincy, Chips, Trapper John MD, Lou Grant, Charlie's Angels, blah, 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 <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. He was in everything, this guy. He's like, I'm on it, Lou Grant. I'll go get it. Yeah. I'm Trapper John, the wrong show. Get your shit together. He was in Barnaby Jones. He was in uh, uh, the Fall Guy Dynasty. Cagney and Lacey, MacGyver, Jake and the Fat Man. He he did the circuit. I like it. Okay, and then now here's the impression of his agent. Yes. She knows. Yeah, here's an impression of his agent. Bring, bring. Hello. He'll take the part. <laughs> so. Basil has shown up mysteriously, and he knows where the professor is okay. in Brazil, where he's from. So what's up there? A giant a microphone? Bug. It's a bug. The Russians like are spying. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The rival newspaper is spying, and there's your, let's see here. Libby Lip Lipscomb is her name. Go ahead, turn it on for a second. And turn it up loud, would you? Oh, Mike's gone? Why? Does this happen often? Mike just gets up and leaves in the middle of it? I wouldn't say often, but yes, it happens. It doesn't happen every show, but sometimes nature calls. Okay, now... The rival newspaper was spying on the star, and who's spying on the rival newspaper but the Russians? Because oh, they want boy. this unlimited energy power, too. Do you see Jeffrey Tambor there at the head of the Yeah, table? as the head Russian? Yeah. Well, no, no, he's not the head Russian. You see the cigar-smoking lady? She's large and in charge. Tambor... Uh, sorry to be sexist. Tambor will do a job of pretending to be an idiot in this film and it's pretty good oh tambor look how pretty she is man yeah she's i just interviewed her recently for work turn, turn it up let's hear it. let's hear it. okay my, i might be out of cue out of sync on the other 
how did you get okay don't do it mike how did no, you i'm sorry i'm, I'm a second adam. off but i did the closed captioning I, I i got out of sync i knew it so adam tell me about brooke shields no? she was the coolest she was very very nice uh wait beautiful. you interviewed her yeah well then let's get her to do the celebrity comedian no oh, yeah sure her. let's call I did it for I can ask her a million questions about this film uh, yeah, you could question? probably reach out to her. I don't think it'd be impossible. No, you know her, not me. Oh, I don't know her. This is through my uh, job. Carl, what is, what's up with you? Oh, you did it at your job, not yeah. on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. Yeah, they're not friends. Okay. Yeah, we're not friends. So Brooke Shields talks she about left, making it was like, this movie. forgot who I was immediately. I thrilled it was happening. I think in hindsight, the problem was it was never backed by a studio. We were the first of that kind of comic book movie. Unfortunately, it took seven years to get released, by which point Batman and Dick Tracy and every other superhero cartoon-inspired movie had already come. We were originally going to be part of that first batch. I th always thought it was unfortunate because the idea and the cast were so good. I mean, Timothy Dalton, but the direction fell short. It got mm -hmm. legally tied up. It was such a shame. I think that movie could have been... The bat. It was really fun and unique. I love playing the character. She's one of my favorites. Now, the reason she's the star in this is her mom, of course, Terry. Terry called up the people who bought the rights to this, and they said, Brooke Shields loves um, Brenda Starr, and I've got financing. I got – it was the a relative of King Fahd of Saudi Arabia put up the money for this. Why is she tied you up? Think they were never going to release it then? Like it was just like a, a money thing? Well, like a... this guy, this he, they, they weren't movie people, and they didn't understand how it works, and they sank their own ship. They were holding out for their perfect distribution deal, which never came. And they're the reason this film did not release in time and, you know, released internationally first. Okay, now, they want to know where the energy sources so they have tied her up okay but she's too smart for them because they let her do her makeup which and it has a ton of foundation that's <laughs> like three pounds of powder in that little thing now watch her watch how she she Whoa. almost gets out but take your time squirt <laughs> hilarious good for her every reporter needs a uh some powder in case this happens. Wait, why are they Listen, in Russia? You reach out to Brooke Shields. You tell her that I got into Princeton. Because you just walk. I mean, there's no gate. You just walk right you know, in. You just walk right in. Yeah, yeah. Anybody they can get in. That. that was pre-9-11. <laughs> oh, yeah. After post-9-11, uh, Princeton University clamped out. Now. We watched. Uh, my wife and I watched Sleepless in Seattle last night. And it was like very pre-9-11. I'm up on the top of the Empire State Building. Yes. <laughs> After hours. Now, oh. we, we kind of missed a gag. It, you thought she was hanging out way high up in a tall building, and she was really yeah. right by the ground. The, the, it's not the best, the Russian antics, but they try really hard. The movie really tries to make them funny, and it didn't oh, the play sound out. effects. Good effort. When you got to bring the slide me... whistle in, you know you're you're really in trouble. <laughs> Can you guys tell me what what number you're on, please? No, Michael. Please. No. Okay. Turn your prayer books 28 to twenty-eight and seven... eight, nineteen. Twenty-eight and ten seconds. 
28 and 22, 23, okay. 24, 25, 28 and 26. Got it. I'm, a, I'm there with you. Oh, I'm, for some reason, I'm two seconds ahead. So I'll tell oh, you look, what Wonder Woman. No spoilers. Wonder Woman. Oh, look you're only going four feet, with too. high heels. Man, there's a lot of wall climbing in this movie. Whoop. She was on. Okay, now, we're going to get a funny thing. I'm not sure if it happens now. At one point, I'm going to turn, ask, okay, are you really synced up with us? Yeah, absolutely. I am right now. What's your at... Are you watching Brenda Starr? No, I'm watching People Can Talk with Cary Grant. Uh, 29 and 6, I have. Okay, okay. Now, look, they're going to take Jeffrey Tan <laughs> That is funny. He's, he's, he's so he's fucking great. funny. He's so funny. Now, he plays deadpan throughout the whole film. He's stupid and doesn't talk a lot. But that now, was, like, perfect. How funny was yeah. In her Did heels. You... Well, you... Watch the there camera. This is what I came to the movie to see. But her badunkadunk? Yeah, in yellow. Thank you. Thank you, Dick Tracy. <laughs> uh. Oh, darn. My favorite... Blouse, uh, my you favorite. Cut it up. Dick Tracy's favorite blouse. <laughs> Blast! My favorite skirt. Oh. Now this is all a movie lot, right? I mean, buildings like this don't exist. I uh, know this is Puerto Rico. This oh, okay. is not. This is on location. Okay, my bad. Now her skirt got ripped, so of course she's got to get a new outfit. Can you monogram a B on on it, please? A bee on my bonnet. Oh, that's brilliant. Look at it. She just covered Look, it. Yeah, see, she's hiding from as yeah. if they can't see. Look, if she can't see them, then they can't see her. It's the peekaboo. All right, turn up the sound. This is a little funny. Now, later, they will cut back to the birds and they'll actually say hello. This movie tries hard. This movie really yeah. does try hard. It's not a bad film. You know, it's not awful, awful. It's just something missing, you know? I also think there's a lot of misogyny involved. I think that if this was, like, Dick Smasher, it would be <clears throat> released, <laughs> right? But no one really gives a shit about Brenda Starr. Well, that I guess no one gives a shit about early comics. How about that? No, no, incorrect. This movie was set to go it was a hollywood production everybody cared about this it was the foreign investors who fucked everything up king facade's uh relative why don't i pull up what that is so i can sure. talk about it it's all relative come on um yeah it's king fahad king fahad of saudi arabia his brother-in-law, Sheikh Abdul Aziz Al-Abrahim. Somehow, Terry Shields knew him, and he wanted to back a film that Brooke was in. So they picked this one. Oh, it's Basil. You know, she she's the best. Uh, I don't know if you're Zorro. a fan of Larry Sanders. <laughs> Looking it's like Zorro. Zorro. With uh, only one hole in your... I couldn't tell who he was. He was wearing a mask and an eye patch. <laughs> I've never seen and a domino piece. mask with one hole. Movie has a lot. Whoa, what just happened? 
They didn't know how to cut. It was like some kind of weird cartoon explosion. Now, the only speaking roles in this movie, uh, in this scene, are from Brooke and Timothy. Mm -hmm. uh, no, wait. This is funny. Turn it up. This is okay. funny. The horses cost extra. That's, that's a big joke. The horses cost extra. Yeah. So now they're going to the Amazon, which is a long-ass river. How do you know which part? Where the professor is hiding out with his formula. Great. And this is Puerto Rico as the Amazon. This is Puerto Rico as Brazil. That's right. And now they're gonna, we're going to learn about the orchids. What about the horses? They didn't have any speaking roles. Did you notice? Well, there was, they did intend for the horses to talk, but there was a flu going around, and they were a little hoarse. Come on. All right, we're done. <laughs> He's saying, we cultivate orchids, and she's like, it's a lovely hobby. And he goes, it's not a hobby, it's a necessity. I need what to a weird thing to write. every That's day or I go mad. Right, or I go mad. <clears throat> and we oh, don't see that payoff. We're going to – he's so evil he has to eat orchids. He's not Fine. evil. He's Just a good write guy. It. We have to go home. Fine. Put it in. How much are black orchids anyway? Like, that's a habit. <laughs> now, uh, the street value is – I mean, there are dispensaries. Now, oh, the, look at that. He got bond during the filming of this. And King Fahad's brother-in-law was like, he's bond. We want a new distribution deal. We want more money. Interesting. <coughs> There's all bummer. sorts of uninteresting history here that they created a company called Mystery Man Productions and they obtained the right in 86 and um, – I don't know. It's a whole thing about how this one went bankrupt and that one bought the distribution. I could go into it, but look, Mike. Here we Mike. are. Now, here's RuPaul. RuPaul makes a little cameo. Wow, that's early. Ooh. You are my... You are my... That's not RuPaul. That was RuPaul. Is it really RuPaul? Why did they pick RuPaul out of all people? Well, I mean, she was available. Yeah. Okay, now, everybody knows that Brenda has a lead on where the professor is and this mystery engine. So now, all we know the Russians are after him, but it's going to turn out that this entire restaurant. So. Brenda's like, how do, he goes, what do these people want? And Basil's like, they want you. And he goes, how would they know that I was here? And then evil bad one reporter will show up. She published a story. Star goes to Brazil. <laughs> you know. That's neat. He's at a restaurant. Yeah. Breaking, breaking. Brenda Star leaves country. But now the artist will finally catch up with her. What is the artist going to say to her? Hey, Come funny back story. to the comic or I'll lose my job. That's he it? Wrote, That's the... He wrote himself into a, a pile of alligators. <laughs> <laughs> here he comes. I... Here he comes. 
Yeah, I lie. I'm Does sorry, he... sir, but we are full. How did they all know I'd be here? Oh, there's the newspaper. <laughs> Endangers national security. Oh! And you oh, know that's an international... Man. The international newspaper is the Globe. Like, who gives a shit? Other than spies. <laughs> Your daily I newspaper... I heard my kids screaming. Sorry. No, no problem. That sign didn't work? <laughs> now, Basil thinks this is a rival love interest, and he's so confident that he doesn't even. There's n he has no nervousness about this at all. Oh yeah, just takes her dancing. Yeah, well, Sh Brooke Shields is like you again. I told you I want nothing to do with you. Out, out, and that's what will be the whole like premise of their relationship in the beginning. Get lost, punk. One thing I have to say, Brenda Starr never went postmodern in the comic strip. She never, like, this never happened. And there's plenty of comic strips where this would happen, but it just seems like didn't go with the times, right? She didn't, like, come a little 70s or come a little 80s. But... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's he's contemporary. <laughs> Look, he, he goes... What? All my iced tea! Basil's like, you have to leave. And she goes... Brooke Shields goes, Basil, don't make a scene. So he's like, okay. And then she pours the thing, and he's like, don't make a scene, eh? He's been sangria. Oh, oh there's Tambor. How embarrassing. I love how she's in, she has the cigar all the time. You know, Jeffrey Tambor was on uh, Gilbert Gottfried's show, uh, and... Great reminiscing, and then at one point, like maybe 90 minutes into the interview, he goes, I, I have to apologize. And he starts talking, kind of talks about his experience with Transparent, where uh -huh. he what? got... Jeffrey Tambor uh. got accused for just being a, like sexually harassing and just being an unpleasant on the set of Transparent. It was one of the reasons why the show wrapped up. That was and... one of the reasons why the show wrapped up? Well, they wrote they... him out, and then a show about him, they wrote him out of the series. Well, that's too bad to hear because I only like I I would like to think only good things of this guy. He's made me laugh so many times. There is a reality to things. Um, he was in Justice for All, Mister Mom. There's something about Mary. You know, the Grinch who stole Christmas. He was the mayor. The Ropers. You know him. Right. Him and Brooke Shields were in the best uh, Larry Sanders episode. She was a guest Larry on Larry Sanders. Sanders. Marlene Matlin. Marlene Matlin was also on the show, and. Brooke Shields has a little antidote, and Marlene Matlin tells the story before she does. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he was, of course, George Bluth in Arrested Development. He was great in that. And the brother, the twin brother. I watched him in Max Headroom just the other day. Ah. Yeah, he was a good sleazeball, right? He yeah. Played he, that character. he was the reporter, and, and, you know, with his sleeves rolled up and a tie. Oh, Hello. Hello. Hold on, Mike, put your hand over your eyes. Tell me when the scene is over. There's I'm going to hold my breath. nudity coming up. Ooh. Um, he was also the voice in SpongeBob SquarePants movie. And um, I guess I said enough about him. He, he He's well, can uh, I just tell, like, an in announcer the, for it, Hollywood Squares. That's interesting. He was the announcer, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, ah! Oh, it came out of the closet. 
A little too late. A little too late. They ah. literally killed him. What's your Jeffrey Tambor find story? Out that our artist killed them to help Brenda. Is that true? Well, like, get out. Man, she looks fantastic. So let's see, if she was in Princeton, she's got to be between, you graduate college at 22, is it? So she's younger than 22. Yeah. He's all nervous because he has never attacked people and, you know, so he's, so now she is allowing him to take a hot bath and then get out and she'll keep up that whole She'll now call down the, to the front desk and say, would you please remove two bodies from the hallway? Yes, ma'am. They're, they're not dead. They're just conveniently passed out, right? Well, you hear a snoring gone. from the one of them. Good job. Clap your hands like it's over with. Well, I knocked those two guys unconscious until they were sleeping and put them out on the balcony. I Clap wonder why I go to Puerto Rico instead of Brazil. Maybe because it's the United States and it was easier... Money, I, I don't know. It's just probably cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. This is so nope. strange. This reminds me of Cool World. Tell her I don't mind the wardrobe. First logically, I couldn't afford it on the diary. But I understand. What's your tambour story? So, oh, you have a tambour story? Well, he, um, they were doing press for Arrested Development the last season, and it was tambour, the woman who played his wife, uh, Jessica, Jessica Walters. Jessica Walters, and the two sons, uh, the older Jason, and Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman and, and the other guy. And uh, she just starts crying and talking about what a jerk he was to her during the original series. And she kidding. just couldn't stop crying. And the other two guys didn't know what to do. And then he kept apologizing for being so awful to her. Wow. So, I would, I yeah. really want to like this guy and it's getting tougher. Yeah, I know. It really was like, oh, he is a jerk. You know, one, one thing I would recommend for for tambour heads is if you get the dvd copy of miss congeniality 2 yes he was in a scene they completely cut out and put in a different actor uh-huh. so in the movie like she meets somebody in i think in atlantic city and uh or whatever in texas and uh who's kind <laughs> of like hitting on her and tambour played the role and in the deleted scene he plays it like really kind of straight serious scummy like he's just like a nasty little guy like it was no humor in the role it was really interesting and then to hear the acquisition accusations and then see that scene it's a little iffy yeah yeah so it, if you ever want to go through your dvd collection did i leave my dvd collection with you as well no Sorry, did i leave you my uh collection of miscongeniality yeah you have miscongeniality i have there. your old comics that you wrote a lot of them. Maybe I, I used to photocopy them and send them to you. I, you did send them to me. Maybe I sent you the whole thing because I'm not sure where it is anymore. I have I have a collection of those. So I, th- I believe you sent it to me. Oh, my God. I'd love to show okay. those to Rose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Them. Now, they are getting on a ship where this captain... Okay, turn on the sound because this is pretty good. He goes, you're killing crazy. me. He goes, you're killing me. <laughs> Music's great. This is why it's hard to work with. Yeah, it seems like this. 
You had this record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl has it now. Well, this was my high school prom song. <laughs> really? The theme for Brenda Starr? Uh, so I, I got the record, yeah. It was a Brenda Starr theme. Brenda Superstar. That is what you are. A journalist. Uh-huh. Take us to the docks, please. But this guy really wants to keep his his uh, cartoonist job, so he's not giving up so easy. It's such a strange premise. I agree. Like, he's the star, if you ask me. He's a cartoonist assistant who gets stuck in a cartoon? You know, he's not a good choice as a star and leading man. He just doesn't have that much charisma. And they will become romantically interested in each other, although it doesn't really go there. Right. I don't know. I don't think it was a good choice. I think, you know, Basil St. John was perfectly cast. I think the Russians are good. I think, I don't know. Tambor. He, well, yeah. And the he was the cab driver was perfect, I think. Uh, but this guy um, obviously hasn't worked since, I guess. You got to feel bad for this guy because he's like a lead in a Brooke Shields movie with James Bond. Yeah. And yeah. they never release it, right? And he's just telling everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I worked with Brooke Shields. Sure you did. Sure you did. Uh, and yeah. it was pre-internet, so he couldn't show a clip or share a link. Oh, he yes. had that third-generation dub VCR uh, VHS. Right. See? Hang yeah, on. He's like, that's my name. Let me no track it. Hang on. Let me get the tracking. There's my name. Okay, so there is some uh, anti-woman stuff, and you'll just eat it up and say, see, the world is my worldview. So here we go, Mike. Okay. Um, this was <laughs> – where is it? Where is it? Because this uh, – because a woman saved her. Um, here it is. Although set in Chicago, Brenda Starr Reporter was initially the only Chicago Tribune syndicate – strip not to appear in the Chicago Tribune newspaper. She submitted the news strip to the Chicago Tribune News, New York News Syndicate, but the syndicate chief, Joseph Patterson, had tried a woman cartoonist once before and wanted no more of them. Fucking Kathy. <laughs> Wily female cartoonist. Patterson's assistant, Molly Slot, later who would become the vice president of the syndicate, syndicate saw the discarded samples and encouraged Messick to make Brenda a reporter. So she went and said, make her a reporter. She really kind of mentored her. It had then, because of Patterson's effort, appeared in the Sunday comic book supplement rather than the daily paper. The strip huh. was an immediate success, a uh, mix of adventure, romance. It was popular with both men and women. By 45, five years later, it was syndicated and published daily. By 48, um, the Chicago Tribune finally carried it because Patterson had died. In 1950, it was in 250 papers. Wow. Okay, now, Ernest. bad guy reporter knows that Brenda's off to find the, the engine and the fuel. So he's like, I want you to follow that boat. And... He won't do it in, until she does something sexual. It was like offer her garter or something. Why don't we listen for a second? He looks like Ernest. 
Wouldn't it got He goes, okay, 150 and. One fifty and my garter. Oh, that's not her garter. Yes, she lifts up her dress. So I think the implication is she's going to sleep with her. No, she's giving her his underwear. Uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. A garter belt is not underwear. You think she she would got more information? is the thing that keeps your pantyhose connected to what is a garter belt? It is according to Urban Dictionary, a garter belt is oh god, geez, never mind. Can't go for that. That's not no true. Nothing I read in Urban Dictionary is true. Yeah, that's all cap. Yeah. Okay, so this captain is not the real captain. Once again, it's just another person trying to get taken to the mystery energy source. Now, look, she'll see her, notice her nails. Yeah, she'll file them. That's cute. I like this movie. And then she'll use it again. To, Here's the real captain. Holy mackerel! Oh, he's been uh, handcuffed. They tortured him, but he wouldn't tell her, well, you are going. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Hey, buddy, you got a little blood in your face yeah, right you there. Yeah, you got a little ketchup. Oh, no, she's been shanghai on yeah. a shitty boat. Ow! There's a lot of people in there. Tighter than a submarine. This is me taking the ferry to Stan from Staten Island every day. It almost oh, looks like the Lagoon of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. I was king of Staten Island back then. It was my idea to house the purge at Staten Island, the first purge on Staten Island, I said. <laughs> oh, was that true, the first purge was that Staten Island? If you watch the movie King of Staten Island, there's a really funny scene of them watching the purge movie. And they're like, yeah, because <laughs> they're all from Staten Island. They're watching it. You know, I started watching that movie like, I'm not going to like this. And then I ended up really liking it. And I thought that Bill Burr was a good actor. He was very good in that movie. Yeah, they, was, did, they did a good job. The reason yeah. I don't like that kind of film because it's like, it's a personal journey. So it's like almost a little conceited. Like it's all about me. It's my right. life and what happened. But I don't know. They played it well and he wasn't. I like I like films where they do that, but the guy kind of is a scum. Like he's kind of a scum and he yeah. kind of owns up to it. Uh, in the end, he certainly does, right? Yeah. You see the piranha. That's our big... Uh, Threat. I was um, wondering why they were throwing out that perfectly good Costco meat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd like to get 100 pounds of meat from Costco, please. You're not going to throw it into the Amazon for the piranhas to eat it. Yeah? Ed? So she is refusing to say where the energy source is because the freedom of the free world. Like if the bad guys get it, they'll charge for oh. some crap. Yikes. Does she actually know where the location is? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about that. She's getting taken there. Basil He's not even joking. Him. He's just got his arms around him. <laughs> oh! Oh, well, they're both gone. 
Now there's no real captain or fake captain. There's not been a single dad joke on this Disney cruise, uh, Jungle Cruise. I'm out of here. Did you ever watch the movie J- Jungle Cruise? No. The Rock tells like bad jokes like they do in Disneyland, and the the people of the time go, "Oh, really? Ugh." <laughs> That's interesting. I guess. Yeah, I saw when it was called. Um... What was that movie? I can't even think of the name. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Oh, this, uh, the right. African queen. queen. Right. Yeah, I saw one. It's called African Queen. Like, oh, The Rock would be great, the African Queen. He, he wasn't. Where are they going to go? Now, look, 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 look. Wait, what about the piranhas? Do you remember? They... Right? What did you just say? Where are the piranhas? the piranhas? Are they on the other side of the boat? Right. <laughs> it doesn't make right? sense. It's yeah. in the no piranha zone. Would you like piranhas? Why are you no shooting piranhas? at the piranhas will eat them? They're shooting the piranhas for her. But why piranhas. kill the person you need the info from? That also doesn't make sense. Oh, I know. I hate that. Those oh, you want her alive? Ones. You see the smoke? Whoa. I Whoa. See the smoke. There's fire. White dress. Oh, white Please pants. Edge. Oh, cheap. Like you guys seen Tank Girl with Lori Perry, Ice T? Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know if I saw it, but I know what you're talking about. It's not a good movie, unfortunately, and it's based on a really popular comic book, which is still raging hard. But to fill up space, they had animated sequences, and it just seemed like they didn't have much of a movie, and they just filled it in. So I'm not a fan when they do that. It's a uh, Swamp Thing. They did that. Uh, Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk. They mm-hmm. show like a comic book flipping, like yeah. the pages. Yeah. It was awkward back then. Now, a boa constrictor, like, doesn't do anything but choke you to death, right? It doesn't bite you. But we always see it in movies because it looks like it'll bite you. He won't, um, he won't choke you because you're too big. I worked at Turtleback Zoo, so I know all this stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They won't choke humans because we're too big for them to eat. Don't they usually have, like, vitamins they want to sell to you to sell to your friends, and they have, like, a big pitch? Like, that's the worst part, getting captured. They're like, hang on, this, I, you get a free lunch, but I <laughs> well, do they wrap around you, and then they're like, have you thought about our Lord and Savior? Like, oh, <laughs> <God>. Just kill me. <laughs> have you heard about QAnon? Just before this released, uh, and well, you know, it didn't in the end, but around in 87, late 87, because it was going to release then or early 89, Harry Shields was up in an uproar because she's like, we need another 60 grand to edit this thing properly. And Brooke, her name is not, what, let me see what it was. Here it is. Brooke's name is not on the top, and it's supposed to be according to our contract. Well, I tell you, there would be no Brooke Shields if it wasn't for Terry Shields, man. She was determined that her daughter was going to be a star, and she achieved that goal. Right, but her her daughter was how how young when she first came into public? Well, in when we saw her in Tilt, she must have been a preteen, yeah, or maybe or maybe like fourteen, I forget. And she was in commercials, and she was a model before that. She was one of the top models in, top the, models. in the country. She's probably one of the biggest models in the world, right? I mean, when you think of models, like mm-hmm. Brooke Shields is up there. She's up there, yeah. 
You know, one one beef I have with Brooke Shields is her sitcom. Yeah. Suddenly Susan. Uh-huh. Now, Caroline in the City, like, Kathy Griffin, right? Was she on Caroline in the City as a zany person? And then in Suddenly Susan, they had a red hair character who's zany named she Kathy? She was on Suddenly Susan. I don't know about the history before that. Okay, so I think it might have been Caroline in the City. They had a red hair character named Kathy, and it was an obvious rip of Kathy Griffin's character on uh-huh. the other sitcom. So I always get them mixed up. I think Kathy Griffin was also, was she on that talk radio show? No, she there was another been. crazy redhead on that. Okay. Different crazy yeah, yeah, redhead. Yeah. Joe Rogan was on that? Yeah, he was the actor Joe Rogan. What future sitcom star was fired from that show and replaced by Joe Rogan? Andy Dick? No, fired no. like before the show even started. At the first table read. Oh, I don't know. Ray Romano. Oh, interesting. Nah, we're going to go with Rogan. Sorry, Ray. He'll never hold the stick on. Okay, now, they had to escape the boat. They were in the middle of nowhere, so they basically hitched a ride with a Brazilian circus troupe thing. Finally. And that's what's going on right now. This was panned by critics. They scathing reviews. They hated it. I don't know whether I agree with them. I think it was supposed to be a goofy film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like The Rocketeer. Which which um uh James Bond was in The Rocketeer. Uh Dalton. He was a villain, wasn't he? Uh Dalton was in Flash Gordon, The Rocketeer, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, he's so proud. He was in Hot Fuzz. He yeah, was? That was oh really, yeah. That was a really good movie. He played yeah, Rhett Butler on a CBS miniseries in 94. It was the uh, sequel to Gone with the Wind. He he did uh, Doctor Who for a year. Um, but not as Doctor Who. No, he was Rastilon. He was a registered nurse what? <laughs> no, today. Doctor Who and, and registered nurse what? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, um, he, he, today, he's still around. Now, it ended in 21, and it's here we are in 23, but it was the chief of the DC Universe HBO Max superhero comedy drama Doom Patrol. Yeah, I can meant- I say, can I say I've, I, as a, someone who tortures himself and watches every episode of that show, that show is really hard to watch. Uh-huh. And he's good in it. He plays Niles Cauldron, who's actually from the comic strip. You know, he's like an X-Men. He's Professor X. He's in a wheelchair. But basically, he steals these people's lives, experiments with them, and creates a failed superhero troupe. They they kick them out. He always had a special appearances credit uh, during the series. He was always separate from the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the third season, he finally got written out of the show. I see. So he's yeah. gone. And that was 21. I also checked it out just because of this thing. And I liked his character in it. And he made like a, he took a person's brain and turned him into a robot. robot. Steel. Yeah, Cliff Steele. Cliff Steele. Uh, you said special appearance. Eddie Albert, Charles Durning, and I don't know who Henry Gibson is. Henry Gibson is from Laughing. Very well, interesting. He's in this. And he gets a special appearance credit. 
Eddie Albert, Charles Dering, Harry Gibson, and Ed Nielsen receive Nelson receive special appearance credits instead of like real credit. Or like a with. Like normally if it if they yeah. got a big star in a movie who's kind of a supporting role, they'll say with, you know, uh Charles Durning and Toby McGuire. What do you mean, Chase? Why are you going up? Oh, is he trying to save Brenda? Or he just thinks these guys are scared of heights? <laughs> now what watch this is a pretty funny bit. He can't this is get him actually it. Do it. It's not. This is practical effects. Oh, this is, is funny. Why not just let the bonk, bo the bowling pins bonk you? Oh, it's funny. Well, they don't see him. No, rude. Gen Y millennials, could, they don't give a shit. Yeah. If, if you watch carefully, and I got to tell you this right now, there's going to be a lot of boob jiggling. Okay. Yeah. So what? Look at Brooke on How the dare. top. That's not. Those are guys. Well, no, we have, you, Brooks up at the top. What about the special sound effects of this? Okay, here we go. Watch for boob jiggling. It's really good. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, we might be past it. Rip. Whoa, the. <laughs> oh no. Hey, her cigar is busted. They must have been someone that said, give her the busted cigar. All right, put the busted cigar in your mouth. It busted when you fell. Now he's stuck. He's in the middle. Now, this woman who plays the Russian lead, I looked up her credits, and it's, like, indistinguishable. It's hardly, I don't know. But she is one of the best. She does a really great performance in this movie. Again, this is her big star turn, and then. Look at her. Oh, nothing. Oh, a little romance. Aww. Aww. Well, it's there. It's I'm there. so happy those characters I'd never seen before found love. It, it's their yeah. truth, and they were having problems, and now they're everything worked out. Thank you, Brooks. Now they're starting to connect a little. Uh, keep your eyes on uh, the road. Uh oh, kind of yeah, hey. yeah, it's sort of like. I don't know why Basil doesn't get. Guess what's going to happen? We. This is why you should not drive in the Amazon. Uh huh. Wah wah. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Okay, so when is this warning going to happen? When do you need to give. We missed it, huh? What warning? The jiggle warning. No, it's way past it. She was at the top of that um, trapeze place, and um, that she was in this outfit, and she gets jostled around a lot, and her boobs really do a three-dimensional waveform. This is the fourth time you watched this movie, and your take after watching this movie. What's, well, okay, Jiggle Boob is coming up. Let's watch. Hold on. Jiggle Boob. Whoa, Michael! Hey. Oh, yeah, look who comes. It's live rival love interest Basil St. John, you son of a bitch. He's arriving. Thanks for coming back. My girl is so in love Thanks with you. Nothing, dick. Okay, she has now switched outfits with a local. I don't know why. He just Listen. likes to have outfit changes. 
It's so nice to watch Brooke Shields without Bob Hope showing up. <laughs> now, we saw Brooke Shields with George Burns, and I totally watched that movie with you, Mike. Oh, all right. Yeah, you know what? We've had this conversation before. I always think it was just with uh, Pam. And we watched Tilt. Yeah. And there wasn't – oh, you had just told me it was – Speed um, Zone. Yeah, Speed Zone with Jamie Farr. It was – um. Uh, Cannonball Run Three, essentially. Yeah, it was Cannonball Run Three, right? They just yeah. changed the name last second. Yeah, they have Jamie Farr, the winner of the second one, show up now, as the winner of the third one. This leopard will go on to be owned by Mike Tyson. Really? And that's a big part of the film. Yeah. So that tiger is fucking old, right? Well, uh, it's a leopard. It's a leopard. leopard. And I'm lying too, but it would be really old if it was true. You're lying? So he goes, do you uh, speak English? And they go, no, over there. Which is funny, because clearly they, they just spoke English. English. I don't know what happened to your friends in the earlier scene. Uh, everyone stops Ooh. drinking. Now, the bad guy reporter... You might know her face because she was in Mommy Dearest. She was the daughter. Wow, that's a big role. Yeah, that's a huge role. No wire in... service. <laughs> there he has a reporter. No yeah. wire service ever. That's funny. That's only for you, Mike. So now they're in the town where the professor should be. I'm looking Fine. for Professor Kreitzer. And everyone goes, huh? The parents like, what? Record scratch? What? Record scratch. Right, sir. I hardly knew her. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> um, Keep an that, eye on her. The bad guy was also in Pretty Baby with Brooke Shields. Oh, wow. Notorious. I don't think I've seen that one. No, I don't think I would ever see that movie. Well, uh, Pretty it's... Baby's worth seeing because uh, um, what's her name from Taxi Driver? Um, Mary Lou Henner. And from Flight, and from, you know, uh, we saw her in uh, the Australian movie. Jody. Jody, Jody Foster. Foster is in it. Pretty Baby's worth seeing. Maybe uh, I'm wrong about Brooke Shields being in that film. You know what? No, I, I think you're right. She was in a couple of creepy films. Well, she was in Blue Lagoon, right? Refresh my memory. Of course. Wait, yeah. I yeah. don't need to. That is her big hit. I mean, that is why we know her more than than modeling. That's the that was very cool. Uh, Brooke Shields, I did a, a trivia uh, for shot. Of, so we're going to do a trivia question with you. We're, we're going to have you ask a question about yourself, about your history. And she's like, I probably won't remember it, but if, whatever you want me to do. And the question was, uh, who sang the theme song to my hit movie, Endless Love? Uh-huh. And when, as she read it for the first time on air, she just like lit up. And then she's like, Is it Barbara? The answer. Lionel Richie and Donna Summer. Diana oh, Ruff. Donna Summer. Yeah, Diana Ruff, Diana Ruff. Uh, That's a great song. The that's movie. a great song. Great song. I haven't it seen the movie. never ends, that song. Oh, come on. Endless chorus. <laughs> My endless chorus. <laughs> what about the never-ending story? That kids movie, they made a sequel called The Never-Ending Story ending. 2. That's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. But it shouldn't be, it'd just be like, but like we said, Guess who they've found now? Oh, the the guy from Einstein, the Einstein. Yeah, I was wondering. Not, Einstein. not Albert Einstein. 
we're like what an hour forty into this movie, they finally get to the MacGuffin. He's just hanging, opium. You know, this director is really unremarkable. Like, I don't know any of the movies he's made, uh, and his he's he's got no story on the biography of. He made Breaking Point, Any Wednesday, Sweet November, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Have you ever heard of any of these? I heard of them, but I never sat down and watched Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Big Truck and Sister Claire, The Girl from Petrostroika. No, Petro... Okay, Petro... he did the, a Walton wedding, the 95, the last Waltons. That's the only thing that's fun. Right, don't they marry each other in the Waltons? <laughs> Very Walton wedding. An inbred wedding. He's dead. And he is. He just oh, showed You don't up. need this eye, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in desperate need. Do you have an check his wallet? Does he have an organ donor? <laughs> <laughs> right. Dibs on his kidneys. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to say. Right. Where's my cell phone? How do I get out of here? I'm James Bond. Now look you how when he got this James Bond part, he's like, "Fuck this." Well, I'm... kind of. He got he found out that he was gonna be James Bond, and he was like, "Okay, come on, let's go, let's go, let's wrap this yeah. film up." Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Broccoli yeah. needs me. I don't think his look James Bond movies were that popular. Found... The the secret. No, the second one like it really panned to be like a TV movie. It was Living Daylights. Uh, License to Kill, I think that was the one. License to Kill, yeah. That was the one that was like Miami Vice. So she's got a little vial, and we learned that what he does is he puts that content of that vial into the water, mixes it up, and that's the fuel. So all she's got to do is get back to civilization and have it analyzed. They're not going to, there's no way they can get that. <laughs> I love him. Hello. He's like, do you have a phone? He goes, of course we have a phone. It's in Guadalupe, 20 oh, yeah. kilometers. Kilometers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Did you hear the bird? Yeah. Uh, it says bye-bye twice against look. his card. He doesn't oh, have a phone, a phone. Eh? Myrtle, get me... Bad guys. One now second. See, it was portable. What is up with this cartoonist? He's way out of over his head in this. I think he's super drunk. Isn't that the joke? They have is to lift him out of the bar. And why has he got the sign the whole time? He has a sign. Well, he spins it around for money. He stands outside the strip mall where yep. uh, Puerto Verde is. Yes, mm. the sign this says Puerto Verde. Now, I've been in Puerto Rico for work, and there is a Puerto Verde. So, are they being stupid, the filmmakers? I mean... No, it's just a name, I guess. Someone looked it up on Encyclopedia. This is before That's right, back uh, then they, they asked... Um, oh, remember the kid from the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials? Mm -hmm. Oh, with the glasses and the blonde hair? He's Stan Freeberg's kid. He, Stan Freeberg directed those. Stan Freeberg did Dragnet. He was like, 
you know, Mad Men type of uh, car, uh, humorous from the 50s. He was in It's Mad 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 World.